Blog Talk Radio. And a most pleasant good afternoon. Good afternoon on a Saturday afternoon. Guess what? It's time again for another edition of Chatting with Dr. Leonard Richardson. I am so happy today because there's several things going on. We have a special program going on today. Don't know if all the elements come to place, come into being, but we have it set up. Dr. Richardson is here with us today, and we're glad to have him back. Welcome back, Dr. Richardson. Thank you very much. Good morning and welcome to the listening audience. And I say an especially welcome to my good buddy friend and dancing partner in the sense of right alongside of me, both in turn performances at Studio 5 as well as the Carnival First Prize winning troops for three wow. consecutive years. Yes. Uh-huh. He was. So good to have you back, Doc, because look at all those little facts and figures, trivia, all that stuff. I would never have known. You have it right there in the tip of your tongue. So welcome aboard again. Welcome Thank back. You. Thank we have you. to tell the audience that this is a new venture we're doing today. Dr. Richardson is uh, at his location. I'm in, my, I'm in the studio. And yet we're able to broadcast across the world wide web by means of telephone lines. It is amazing. Well, let's tell the audience about who we have today. Yes, our topic today would be we continue our series of contemporary Virgin Islanders. Last week we did Dr. Ronald Harrigan. And now this week, our topic or our Virgin Islander is local bred home body named Homer Hans Bryan. Now, that name may not be very popular to many people here in St. Thomas, but as we start talking about him, I'm sure people will recognize him because he left St. Thomas at a young age, early teenage years, but he has made quite a name for himself. So, Doc, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell our audience a little bit about uh, who Dr. Homer, Doctor, <laughs> who is Homer Hans Bryan, please. Once again, good morning to the listening audience. Homer Hans Bryan is a person with whom I grew up and also attended school, although I was ahead of him uh, two years in terms of attending the St. Peter and Paul Roman Catholic High School. Well, I was in high school. He was yet in grammar school. But I do recall, and upon his graduation, as he relocated to New York, to his family member to attend school there, as well as dance school, his having received a scholarship from what is now today the Virgin Islands Council on the Arts, as the Council yeah. on the Arts celebrates its 50th anniversary. 50, I yeah. say congratulations. The interesting yeah. thing is, pro- hello? Go ahead. You're near. The, the interesting thing is the Council on the Arts had a beginning that predates this particular time. While we were at Studio 5, Home and I, we were members of the Virgin Islands Ballet Theater under Mrs. Jane Miles, who was the director, artistic director, technical director, and her husband was the photographer. Many people oh. may know him as Raymond, Raymond Miles in the back street, yes. located, yes, above what, located above what used to be the old Daily News printing office that is upstairs in what is known as the Moravian property. The interesting thing is from there we went to another property around the corner on Rodetskada, which actually was the Batiste house and Mr. Estres, Louis Estres, bought that property and then Mrs. Miles and her husband 
bought the property. He was the real estate, that is, Mr. Hestress was a real estate person. But we began on the back street, and then we moved to that location there. Unfortunately, and I say this tragically because tragedy struck, Mrs. Miles died. uh, And as a result of that, many of us who were there were deeply affected. Homer, however, was fortunate to receive the scholarship which Mrs. Miles had procured for him. So he went on to school in New York. The rest of us remain here. And Mrs. Miles had said to me, uh, Leonard, next year we're going to get you to go. Uh, Of course, my parents, uh, particularly my mother, took the position, Leonard, you're going to dance school? (laughs) Please go on and get your education in something Uh, that would provide you with a solid foundation. So yeah. you know how our parents were in those days. I know. They I were know. not they were not about to try anything so avant garde or something for which they really had no practical experience. So no. I did not go. I went on to college, but as a result of that I was able, as destiny would have it, or fate, whichever one one wishes to choose, Homer and I reconnected while I was at the Morgan State University in Baltimore, Maryland, because he had gone on to become a member of the DTH, as Dance Theater of Harlem. And as a result of that, we had both been, not at the same time, to the Pillow. The Pillow is a name we use for Jacob's Pillow, which is a dance school up in New England, in Massachusetts, as a matter of fact. And so we had an experience there. But several persons from here would remember we had the first production of Fantasies by Five, that was the name of the production, from Studio Five. And the second production was someone by whom everyone would know, Alice. And I'm talking about, as you know, Alice in Wonderland. We had yes. Alice in Danceland. And Felicia <laughs> Gundy was the person who was involved heavily with that. And then the third production was Bye Bye Birdie. And that was a Broadway musical that had quite yes. a claim. So yes. as a result of that, we looked at those kinds of things. But then after Miss Miles had her demise, a lady by the name of Kay Atchison took over. Now, Kay Atchison was a dancer with Homer and myself, along with Mrs. Jane Miles, along with other persons such as Michelle Schulderbrun, now a Gurkus, and also Miss Gail Garrison, your next-door neighbor, and persons such as Dilsa Torres Captaville, and persons such as Inga Francis Now Marrero, and several other persons such as Dr. Laverne Raxter and her sister, Eva Raxter. Homer and I concentrated in the four styles, tap, ballet, modern, and jazz. And Homer did it all, I myself, but of course the difference was in looking at that, his having gone on to advanced studies in school put him in a mm-hmm. very, very good position for success. He was destined for success. Wow. Our experiences in terms of the production at Studio 5 are memorable. And we look at many persons who came through Studio 5, but Homer and I, along with his sister Corinne and his other sister, with Blanche, we were the first ones, being black, of course, to integrate Studio 5 because it started off as a primarily Lily White uh, foundation, Lily White organization, Lily White studio, but we integrated in the forms of tap, modern, jazz, and ballet. Wow. Interesting enough, I still have my tap shoes, and I said to him yesterday when I spoke with Homer, I was going to bring my yes. tap shoes, both my original patent leather tap shoes and my stiletto double tap taps wow. shoes. I still have them, but I didn't do that. Anyway, at the lecture demo yesterday, we talked and we discussed some things that we're going to be looking forward to doing, and hopefully wow. you'll be able to make annual trips back yes. to the island through the Rico yes. Center. And interestingly enough, Mr. Ian Turnbull, who was surprised to know and learn 
that I had taught his father, that is Ian's father, <laughs> in high school. He said, oh, yes, Dr. Lynn said, yes, indeed. He said, but you look so young. I said, the Lord has been most <laughs> gracious and favorable to us. And Homer, I was later, and said, look, equally as young. So yes, I'm saying that to yes. say it shows that the dancing with its exercise and its yes, routine yes. and the business of yes. the vocabulary of such things as the yeah, port-a-bras, yeah. devil pay, uh, yeah. bat and all those kinds of things came right back to my mind as I listened and watched. Wow. And though I couldn't see physically, the youngsters performed. And um, I gave a little speech in terms of to the persons who were there, the students. So yes. it was quite an interesting Wow. Morning event at the Rikel Center. One of the things, yeah, one of the things is that, you know, the concept of the village, it takes the entire village to rear the child. Homer's grandmother and my mother and aunt and grandmother were very, very close. His grandmother actually made the marby, the sweetbreads, the cakes, that is, wedding cakes, the tarts, the pies. And his grandfather, Mr. Edgar Steele, was in fact the person who was called our joiner par excellence or cabinet cabinet maker here on Back Street. On Back and Street, I, I know him. I used to be in there all the time, mess with him, picking up all that wool, all the shavings on the floor. I thought it was making a nice little pack out. <laughs> I'd get up in my hand <laughs> instead of playing snowball, I would play dust ball and throw it around the room. <laughs> oh, okay. All you do is put a little water on it and you'd have had a very good solid one. I yeah. know, I know. Oh, gosh. Amazing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's all right. Go ahead. Mrs. Steele. Yeah, I didn't know Mrs. Steele was homeless grandfather. Wow, wow, wow. Well, Small as I world. said, it takes the entire village to raise yes. the child Rare. and not yes. raise the child. No, the one only no. raises animals and animals, crops. Yes. But yes, when you rare, you love. When you rare, you love, you care, you share. And so yes. there was this back and forth kind of thing in terms of Miss Clemmy, his great-grandmother, being there and sharing with my mother and my mother and uh, Miss Clemmy and so on, and even looking at, the interesting thing is there's another Brian, and the other Brian is Larry Bryan. You know Larry Bryan in terms of uh, being at Catholic school also. Yes, Uh, yes. And Norma Bryan? I, I recognize Norma the Bryan? name, but, but oh, okay. right. yes, Fine. Yes, yes. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, in fact, we had those uh, experiences and memories that we shared together. Yes. Oh, and yes. the interesting thing is I was in Homer's wedding. Homer's wedding oh. was kept here. The reception was here at the mill. And Mrs. Uh-huh. or Miss Lita Cromwell was very instrumental oh, in providing oh, yes. a lot of finances. Huh? Yeah. I'm sorry? I'm re- yeah, I, heard, I remember her very well. She was involved in Toastmasters very much so. Yes, she was, of course. Yes. Particularly yes. later on in 4040 U, Toastmasters Club. Yes, exactly. Yes, Lita Cromwell. Yes. yes, so was I. And the interesting thing is that once we look at those kinds of person benefactors, the board before Homer went off as far as preceding Vika consisted of persons who were strongly attached to the arts, uh, persons such as Mrs. Eldra Schulterbrand and her husband, Mr. Louis Schulterbrand, who was the governor's secretary at the time, or what we call the person who took care of the details, and also Governor Ralph M. Piwanski, and Mm. also businessman Isidore Piwanski, the governor's brother, and Isidore's wife, Mrs. Charlotte Piwanski, on the board, along with Dr. Alonzo, Alonzo G. Marone, who was former president of Hampton Institute, now university, and also looking at Mr. Claude Caron. Claude Caron, who owned, at that time, CNM Caron, CNM. who is yes. the father of Mr. Caron, who is your next-door neighbor, I remember that they had a daughter. The daughter was Leslie Caron, who was also a ballerina because actress and ballerina. Her mother was actually a ballerina, and their mother had gone to France on a tour and met Mr. Caron in Paris and got married, and then the two children became 
uh, what's called household names here in the Virgin Islands, but particularly as we look at Emery Carone, who came here and then also worked at the University of the Virgin Islands. Emery Carone is the son of Claude Carone, and his sister is Leslie G. Carone. And as you remember, Leslie appeared in the movie An American in Paris, and some others I could name, but nevertheless, back to the board. I'm sorry? Gigi was the other... Gigi was the other movie. The reason why I remember I that guess. is because Dr. Caron's dog is G, names is Gigi. <laughs> after, right after the movie. The movie. Yes, of course. Gigi. G-I-G-I. Uh-huh. Gigi and, in the movie, yeah. Yes. And as a matter of fact, when we stop and we look at it and we consider his working, that is Dr. Caron's working with the Genealogy yes. Society, as the yes. most informative, instructive, and we so. look at that very much for that. But back to Homer, in terms of his performances are all over the world, in Germany oh, and yeah. the United States and that kind of thing. But Homer had moved to Chicago with yes. then person who was the prima ballerina formerly of the ballet theater and the ballet theater particularly of New York when she was with the New York City Ballet. Her name was Maria Tall Chief and they opened the school in Chicago. And so Homer has taught the president's daughters Sasha and Malia as a Uh matter of fact out of Chicago because that's where they're based and you know President Barack Obama's family in terms of his wife and his children, grew up in Chicago. And so Homer, they attended Homer's dance school. And also the fact that when we stop and think about it, there were other persons who had gone away to to do dance before, but Homer followed in their footsteps and blazed a trail, particularly in ballet, because we can never forget Gene, you can never forget Mrs. Gene Isanison, who did the market woman scene, but she did it yes. after she was taught by Beryl Hill, who was the original market woman under the persons of such renown as dancing with Mongo Niles, and she oh, yeah. traveled to Europe as well. But more importantly with Homer, the fact that he was our first real male dancer to go on and do well and also, the other commonalities would be Homer was also a member of Boy Scout Troop 37, Air Explorer Squadron 437. Wow. And we had many other commonalities. Homer was yes. the drum major for the marching band of the St. Peter and Paul Jaguars and under Father Solomon. And persons such as Dr. Phyllis Wallace played in the band and some other persons. And... With that in mind, to highlight the similarities, I was the drum major also of the marching band of the Morgan State University. And prior to that, here with our Boy Scout Troop and Air Explorer Squadron, I was a guide-on person. And we looked at (laughs) many, many things that we had in common, not only with the Scouts, not only with the band, not only with the dance theater of Harlem, but in our growing up together. And he was at the top at the top of Fireburn Hill between Cecilia Gada and Tamarin Gada. And, of course, I was here at the bottom of Fireburn Hill and Connie Richard. Yeah. Okay. So that's the kind of uh, oversight and kind of reflection. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Before we take a quick break to announce our phone number and encourage our audience to call in, uh, I have Mm -hmm. a quick question. Is... Homer Bryan related to the Mr. Albert Bryan, the artist. I cannot say. I do not know what that connection okay. is. Okay, okay. I just wondered. Yeah, because because uh, there's another Albert Bryan, you know. Yes, and there's a sister the Bryan Albert Bryan. I'm sorry. And there's a, also sister Bryan, uh, the Catholic nun. Who just oh, yes. Away. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, he was a sister no of charity, Marie Bryan. Yes, yes. yes. Marie of Bryan. course, he's related. Yes, I know that connection. But the Albert okay. Bryan I'm thinking of is the one who was the commissioner of labor, who is oh. his cousin. Okay, I is was that the one that you part. have in mind? No, no, no. I have the artist who lives in oh, okay. Fireborn Hill, above Fireborn Hill, going up higher. Yeah. Albert Bryan? 
I think that's his name, the artist. He did. I don't think so because the one, the one that comes to my mind as far as the artist is concerned is Albert Daniel. Daniel. Daniel, that's right. That's, I Not Brian. Correct, Daniel. I, I, I stand corrected. I thought to you, Doc. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> Daniel. Well. What did I call him, Brian? Oh, my goodness. I don't yeah. know. Well, I guess, you know what it is? I think his wife was in church, uh, one of the church organizations with my mom, and uh, my mom used to call Mrs. Brian a lot. And somehow or another, that triggered a thought in my head. But anyhow, that's beyond the point. Let's take a quick uh, announcement to our audience. Please, Go ahead. if you want to call in and talk about uh, what you know, what you've experienced with uh, Homer Brian, give us a call. The number is 347-237-4374. Now, there are many people on the Facebook who have uh, seen the announcement, have responded to announcements. Please give us a call. We'd like to hear from you what your experiences have been working with or known or going to school with uh, Mr. Homer Hence, Brian. Now, I have a we refer to him as the Flying Homer. The Flying Homer. Oh, yes, he was very fast, you know, with the tap and the jazz and all of that, you know. Wow. So, with our Carnival yeah. Troop, he was right alongside of me. Uh, I choreographed, directed, and designed the costume and all that. One oh, of the things that I pointed out was it takes the entire village to rear the child in yes. so doing. Most of us attended either the St. Peter and Paul High School, the mm-hmm. All Saints Cathedral School, mm-hmm. and we were people who went to worship together, played together, belonged yes. to organizations together, so it was the oh, entire yes. village involved. Yes, so we kind of lost that now because people are so oh, yes. fragmented here and there. Yes, exactly. And that is one of the reasons we have so many problems because oh, we yes. have lost our base. Oh, yes. The village oh, yes. no longer exists. What they talk well, about talk- nowadays is the turf. Yeah. They don't talk yes. about the village, but the no, village no is village. central. Yeah. 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 The village of Garden Street, the village of Savan, the village of Down yeah. Street. In the, and even Territory. later on, the village of the housing, the Paul and Pearson Gardens, and, you know, that big housing, yes, you know, yeah. housing yes. yeah. all of which came well, out of Savannah and down the street. Well, it's amazing what Mr. Bryan has been able to accomplish in the short time he's gone. He said, I think it's 25 years he's opened his Chicago dance school. He yes, went from is. being a dancer to being a dance school founder. Now, and owner. Like, and owner, yes, yes, yes. Owner and director. And he's also... And his wife director. also. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, really? Go ahead, what about his and wife? And his wife, Rhonda Sampson, whom I knew very well. Remember, I was in the wedding, as I said earlier, oh, uh, and the reception up at the, the old mill. But his wife, Rhonda, whom he lost, God rest her, she died. Uh, mm-hmm. They had a, a daughter who also passed away. So he suffered three tragic losses. His wife died, his daughter died, and then, of course, his mother passed away, Miss Elester Steele. I did a tribute to her uh, a couple of years ago when she passed. So, you know, the whole story has come full circle. But he has had those tragedies. But he keeps going on, and I think his strength in addition to his discipline and training, strength lies in the fact that he's giving back to the youngsters. So he lives through them and by them, which is important. And then my cousin, Derek Evans, also, who's here in St. Thomas, uh, also studied under Homer in Chicago. So it's interesting. Do you know Derek? No, you don't recognize the name. Okay, no problem. Well, he's also a dancer. It will be stuff. Wow. Derek is related to the Richardsons on the Belgian Road. You oh. may not recognize their names. Dale, Delta, Dawn, David, and that whole group there on the Belgian Road. Yeah. And the White House that overlooks right there by the Boy Scout Center in that area. Yeah. And his in mother young- is Daryl. Daryl oh. Evans. Pardon me? In my younger days... The Belgian Road was off limits to me. I couldn't go anywhere past the Emancipation Garden. 
if I were to just even go as far as Moravian church, I would my mom would know about it. I'll be in hot water. So I'd watch well, my she'll limits. Know about it. She'll know about it before you got home. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I it only took me one time <clears throat> to stretch my limits, and I found out about it when I got home. That my mom knew about it before I even got home. She knew about what was going on. Oh, that's amazing. Well, how yeah, that's the, that road yeah. that is called the Belgian Road actually meanders around to Hospital Line, but before it gets there, it becomes Bijegegada, where yes. the tourists grew mm-hmm. up, Dilfer and Angela and that crowd, and the Finches are yes. Vernon and, and yeah. that group. Yeah, exactly. I remember one little thing about the Belgian Road. I didn't know about it because I wasn't allowed that way. But when they were making the movie The Proud and Profane, and they were shooting out at West Indies Dock, I found out about it, and I wanted to get to West Indies Dock, but I didn't know how. So I started going around to get out there, and by that time, the waterfront was just being in construction phase. And there were rocks and climbs and all kinds of stuff I had to climb over. I didn't know the road was up there. I was trying to climb through these rocks. There was no waterfront being built at uh, built at that time. It was in the process of being built. So there was stubble and rocks and everything else all over the place. And here I am trying to get out of there. I never did make it. I turned around and went back home. Just one, I'll be in trouble. And two, I didn't know where I was going and how to get there. It's amazing well, when you're Bel- nine, ten years old. <laughs> yeah, the Belgian road actually took you up to Bluebeard's Castle. Yes, a, yes. a rare view in terms of yes. overlooking what became known as the Paul and Pearson Garden and Wesleyan Company. Yes. So yes. you are going up that backside in terms of that rare road. But the yes. other road would be in the front that would take you up Skytesburg by where the Lockhart and Kirkutup live in terms of where now we've, we have persons such as Rita Cole lives there Mm -hmm. going up that road and that takes you up there. So the Belgian road actually has another uh, road that many people may not be familiar with and that is the road that brings you right down by the Harley substation for WAPA and then a little road that went under through the bushes. Uh, Mm. I'm not familiar with that but I knew it existed nevertheless and it was said that that was a road or trail that the pirates and buccaneers used to go from Bluebeard's Castle down to mm-hmm. Fort Christian or to come across to Blackbeard Castle. So the folklore is there. It just yes. needs someone to talk about it who knows about it and to explore it, but nevertheless. So well, Homer has had quite an, an exciting Yeah, there's a whole lot more, yes. Yeah. So well. mm-hmm. yeah. wow, wow, wow. Amazing. So we could talk also about the many things that Homer has accomplished and go from there. But uh, what I want to do basically is call our, have our callers call us and tell us what they know about Homer. And have Very well. I'll be them. quiet. Okay. Let them go ahead and do that. Well, well, I'm encouraging the call because no one has called yet. I guess everybody wants to okay. sit back and listen to what, what you have to say, Doc. So it's all on you right now. But in the meanwhile, I'm trying to encourage others to call in. And we don't yes, have any other callers in the line right now, yes. Again, let me give you that number. The number is area code 347-237-4374. Please call us. In the meanwhile, we'll pick it up and continue with Dr. Richardson and we'll go forward from there. So, Doc, tell us about um, how did Homer go from New York to Chicago to a school? I mean, it didn't all happen overnight. He developed along the way. I understand he was also involved with the, uh, the uh, was it the um, Harlem Ballet? The Ballet of Harlem? Dance, Dance Theater of Harlem. Dance Theater. See, I knew you know it. I, I just thought uh, out and yeah, you know that. Under, <laughs> under Mr. Arthur Mitchell and Carol uh-huh. Schuh. Uh-huh. Arthur Mitchell used to be principal dancer of the New York City Ballet under Mm -hmm. George Balachine, as a matter of fact. Arthur Mitchell is presently having some rough times with his health in New York. He's a black black dancer, and he found it necessary to bring 
black dancers, males and females, in Harlem and mm-hmm. to develop a school. And it was founded and supported by the arts as well as private contributions and public funding. Dance Theater mm-hmm. in Harlem was very instrumental in giving black persons from New York, along with another group that became known as the Alvin Ailey Dance Company, uh, yes. under whom Judy Jamison was the primary dancer, but they were modern dance, more than strictly ballet. But the uh-huh. Dance Theater of Harlem was primarily ballet and was the black ballet, and several of the dance pieces I've been privy to work with and to know and the dancers of the Dance Theater of Harlem referred to them as DTH. And as I was saying earlier, Homer and his wife Rhonda and his sister-in-law yes. Rosalind, they came from Atlanta, Georgia, and their mother accompanied them as sort of chaperone. So there's that <laughs> connection. And then there was also the Spanish influence. Persons such as Lydia Abaca was a prima ballerina for oh. the Dance Theater of Harlem and some other persons as well. And Paul Williams also performed with them. So there's that connection. Now, how did he wow. go from there? After a while, as you begin to get younger, that is to say older, <laughs> you begin to realize that your performing is no longer about your performing. It now must be to your teaching others and giving back. Yes. And so Homer moved into that realm, which was very good. And he has performed here before now. He performed here at the Charlotte Amalia High School in the Ruth e, the now Ruth E. Thomas Auditorium. Oh. And that was not something that was commonly done. So it was groundbreaking for the Dance Theater of Harlem to come here before our, we had biker and before we looked forward to such persons as even Mrs. Elja Schulterbrun uh, performing, mm-hmm. I mean, and Gail. But the point, Gail is her daughter. Michelle, I'm talking about Michelle Schulterbrand, a gorka, uh-huh. who is Mr. Uh-huh. Schulterbrand's daughter. She danced with us at Studio 5 also. But the, the interesting thing is, in Chicago, he blossomed on his own. And wow. so that's how we got the business of his school in Chicago, of all places, the place where President Barack Obama resided. And yes. a place where we now have great persons in terms of the Chicago Cubs having won the World Series after so many years, <laughs> and yes. that kind of thing to go into the athletic side yes. of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just mention to the audience the name of his studio. In 1992, uh, Mr. Bryan opened up what is initially called the Bryan Ballet School. However, he Correct. later changed the name to Chicago. Multicultural Dance Center, or exactly. for short, initials, CMDC. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he wanted to reflect the diversity of dance and the student body. But you know what? It didn't stop there because he's also actively involved as the assistant artistic director of Gus Giordano Jazz Dance Chicago. Wow. I mean... It's, it's hard enough to run your own school, but he's involved with another organization, too, where he's involved with dance, jazz dance. But we have well, a little surprise for Go well, ahead. Good, Doc. I was no, going to say we have a little surprise for, for our audience because we couldn't get a hold of Mr. Grimes today at this time because he's pretty busy for the show he's going to do tonight at the Rygold Center. <clears throat> he saw at the 7 p.m. at the Rygold Center. And he's brought, he has brought to St. Thomas the Brian Youth Professionals, about, what, seven or eight young ladies who are doing the... Yes, hip, I met them hip play. Yes, hip play. And uh, it, it coincides, his presentation coincides with the fifth year anniversary of the Virgin Islands Council on the Arts. And his presentation can be tonight. But I also found out that Mr. Brian, Homer Brian, they did a presentation at TED in San Francisco. I'd like to play a little portion of that now for our audience. So just hear Mr. Brian talking about what it is to be a dance instructor and help students. Here we go.
really get it when it comes to positive change. For me, it's about dance education. Education at play. It's about changing kids' brainwaves day after day. It's where the spiritual, mental, and emotional disciplines come together from the outside in. Hello, I'm Homer Bryan, founder and artistic director of the Chicago Multicode Dance Center. And my talk today will be about Hiplay, the ballet disruptor. Now I have to take you back to 1990. I was in British Columbia, Canada, and I was teaching some master classes, and I went to a rap concert that evening, and I stayed for about 45 minutes. I realized every child in that audience knew the words to the rap song, and they knew all the profanity. But I walked away with this. If I could put rap and ballet together, I would have a hit on my hand. But it would have to be about engaging kids in positivity and in discipline through dance. So I came back to, New to Chicago, and in 1991, my company and I started doing the rap ballet in different schools in Chicago. And the response was incredible. We knew we had made something because in 1994, I got on the cover of Dance Teacher Now magazine. That is a big deal for a little guy <laughs> teaching classical ballet to kids. But it was rap. Ballet puts your body in touch with your mind, and the rap beat keeps you stepping on time. When you study ballet, it's like taking a test. It involves a whole lot of mentalness. Ah, we're making kids think. We have to keep them involved and engaged. Well, when rap turned to hip-hop, I kept the same format. We performed all over uh, Chicago, went to New Orleans, went to the Virgin Islands, performing my rap ballet. And then, in 1997, I was fortunate enough to be in the Encyclopedia Britannica. Now, some of you may not remember that because you're a little too young. All right? <laughs> Encyclopedia Britannica under creativity with a capital C about hip-hop and rap. I'm like, wow, keeping kids relevant along the road to success. That's what we did. But where did this all start for me? I have to take you back to a gentleman named Arthur Mitchell that founded the Dance Theater of Harlem. Arthur Mitchell, upon the assassination of Dr. King, decided, you know what, I'm living in Harlem. I'm going to take kids off the street to the discipline of dance, love, due diligence, and daily communication with daily intervention. I'm going to show the world that can, some kids can be trained to be world-class ballet dancers who happens to be black. And that's what he did with us at the Dance Theater of Harlem. All that I am today is because of Arthur Mitchell. A couple months into the Dance Theater of Harlem, Mr. Mitchell looked at us and said, you know something? There's a serious disconnect here. Why are my brown girls with pretty brown faces and brown arms in pink tights? <laughs> this man went out, got Lipton tea and Ritz dye and everything else, and we came up with like 15 different shades of brown. Isn't that amazing? Couple weeks after, everybody's in class in brown legs, brown shoes, brown tights. Now just imagine, even today across the world, major dance schools, major dance companies, you have your black kids still wearing pink tights because these are the rules. Pretty in pink. Everybody dressed in pink. But you're looking in the mirror and you're not seeing an image of yourself. Those legs and feet are not looking like your arms and your What if we switch that up? What if we made every school make kids wear brown tights for a day, a week, a month, a year? And let's get the feedback. I would like to do the brown tight test and see what happens that day. I know lots of people will be very upset. Right? Because it truly is a disconnect. Arthur Mitchell knew there was something empowering about adding brown faces and brown legs. So at my school in Chicago, all my kids of color wear matching leotards and tights or matching tights of shoes, as you will see when we perform for each day. It's an empowering thing. It really is. Isn't that beautiful? There's magic to that. You look in the mirror and you see an image of yourself, and it's a very very powerful image. Coming back to rap, 
I work with Cirque du Soleil, I work with Universal Circus. They always wanted rap ballet, and so what has happened, we have taken a journey from rap ballet to hip-hop rap ballet to hip-hop ballet to hip-lay to hip-lay. Now, some people say hip-lay, but it's really hip-lay. It's rap and ballet. It's the combination of voice. The strength, though, is in the classical ballet. The strength is in the movement of your contemporary dance. The strength is in the movement of your modern dance, grounded in the African dance. So when you see the kids and you say, oh, they're going to, they're not in the tip of their toes. They're pulling back in the ankles. That's where our strength lies, as you will see today. So now, where do we go from here? 75 million views later, we are viral sensations. It's just amazing what the internet has done to us. We have been all around the world. Everybody's calling, they're looking to see what's going on. Here is this guy that has disrupted the dance world as far as ballet is concerned. People are uncomfortable with what we're doing and it's not for us. Well, I'm trying to stay relevant with kids. And if you cannot stay relevant with kids and the kids are the future, we're not doing so well. I tell the kids, the ultimate computer is the space between your ears. You have to use it well. Of course, there's viral sensation in the internet, and we thank you all. <laughs> but ultimately, the magic comes from this point to this point. We have to be thinkers. We have to be innovators. We have to be the people that make the difference. So this is a wonderful fusion of hip-hop and ballet. It has emerged to a broader audience that includes pop culture through music, movement, and yes, fashion. There is such a demand for what we're doing. There are people around the world that want to see what we're doing. And I'm not talking about your Swan Lake subscribers, unfortunately. We're talking about everyday people that are inspired and who inspires us. So where do we go from here and what's next? Well, after being on Good Morning America and having a beautiful article in the New York Times, it dawned on me. Kipling has been confirmed as a new dance genre, one that has to be formalized and packaged for mass consumption. There are dancers around the world who would like to see and like to get involved in this Kipling process, so we're creating a certification progress. The enthusiasts around the world that wants to see us in live performance, like you would see today. So we're formulating a hip play company. Now, mind you, my performance today are 12 years old to 17 years old. See the magic. See the magic. We are building a very powerful brand and seeking out new partnerships. Just we just wrapped up a groundbreaking work with Mercedes-Benz and Vogue and we would like to continue this kind of relationship. It's just the beginning for us. We are enthused, we are excited. We are really excited about this new genre. It's called hip play. Okay, and we'll stop right there for now because there's a lot going on with this young man and he's making such strides with the young people he works with and they are doing very well. They are visiting here on St. Thomas, not only as visitors, but they're doing a performance tonight at the Rye Gold Center at 7 p.m. If you haven't gotten tickets already, make sure you do. I'm sure they're all sold out by now. But let's go back to Dr. Richardson. Dr. Richardson, any comments? Well, there can be several. <laughs> I, I know there would out, be. <laughs> er, yeah, as I pointed out earlier, and he just reiterated on the presentation of your mm -hmm. video, what is between both ears is the brain. And yes, right. there are no limitations. There is no box. Many people will tell you, think outside the box. And I say, yes. au contraire, which is, you know, the French, au contraire yes. to the contrary. No, contrary. there is no box. A box is a container that which prohibits, yes. that which edits and contains and limits. But yes. if you can conceive it in your mind, you can achieve it. Then you can achieve it in your body right. and throughout right. the world. Therefore, 
think, think, yes, I can. Think, yes, I can, and perform that you have done, and you can do it, because there are no limitations. The combination of hip lay, which, of course, hip-hop and ballet, keep in mind, mm -hmm. the foundation is ballet, because the movements, though they may not be called that, are basically the same for the discipline, for the concentration, and the performing of the movement of whatever it is the dance is, the composition, when it comes all together, that becomes a production. But mm -hmm. one of the important things is that as blacks, we have to remember, as Chinua Achebe said in his poem, the totem, they call us the men, meaning men and women, of cotton, coffee, and tin. Our feet regain vigor upon striking the hard earth. And black people, you will notice, one of the things in traditional African societies, shoes are somewhat of a rarity or oddity. Now they are common. But before times, no. The feet regain its vigor because there was a connectivity between the earth and the human being. And the arms extended up toward the skies to say the only thing greater than you would be the universe, the sky, the number of stars in the sky which have been numbered and erroneously numbered to the point when I say erroneously, they do not know how many stars there are because they're constantly nowadays uncovering uncovering, and I noticed I said uncovering, not discovering, yes. uncovering yes. other stars and star systems far beyond the human ability to conceive in terms of to conceptualize how many stars and planets there are. So therefore, in Kamara Lee's book, The Dark Child, when the child is born, he's raised up and told by the praise singer, Behold, the only thing greater than yourself, the universe, the skies, the stars. And remember, even going back to Hebraic tradition, Jacob mm -hmm. experiences what that means because when we look at Abraham, he is told that his generation will be numberless, greater than the stars in the sky and the sand pebbles on the beach. And as we look at the diaspora, in terms of Africa's children being scattered or being taken yes. about. Africa is the only continent from which people came. They spread north, east, and west. But a seminal beginning is Africa. We refer to it as Africa today, but we must also remember we're looking at Kemet and we're looking at Anul. And I'm saying that because in contemporary jargon, we now learn that Africa is the European name given to it, but the real name in terms of the indigenous name is that which I said before. And we have to follow closely because even now, even now, the three great rivers of the world, the Niger, people say Niger, but in West Africa it's really Niger, the Niger, Nile in East in East Africa is there and then the basic central river called the Congo. Waterways are pathways to growth, exploration, discovery, and learning. Let us not inhibit that. Let us not prevent ourselves and those who come after us from discovering, from learning, from sharing, for caring about these waterways. The ways to the brain would come through the medulla oblongata and the spinal column. Let us not have any more stenoses, which would be injuries to the spinal column that would inhibit the learning, the caring, the sharing, and the rearing of our offspring, our children. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Doc, you have a whole lot to say and offer, and I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for being here to share all that. Because You're it's more than just... Thanks again. It's more than just passing on information. It's also education that we need to have passed on to our people. 
and hopefully that's what we're accomplishing by doing these shows. We were exactly initially because doing... you see, you see, the word education is Latin. Yes. In its etymology, it means mm-hmm. to lead out of. It comes from the word educo, which yes. means to lead out of. Lead. The question right. becomes, out of out what? Of what? The answer is ignorance darkness. and non-knowledge, darkness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, listen, like because, you know, I didn't notice anything which has value is dark. Black yes. coffee, brown sugar, Ooh. brown rice, anything that has power is dark. Even though we look at the black hole. Oh, yes, of course. Well, Lots of things are interesting once Doc begins to talk about them. He enlightens people. <laughs> yes, Doc, go on. Do your stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, we have to yeah. pass it on to yes, others who come after us. We do. Because once we have left this particular plane, yes. it would be gone. Yes. And the most difficult thing of any learning process is not so much what you do not know, but what one does not know can be taught to one. Yes. But the most difficult thing is what one knows that he thinks he knows which is right, which is mm-hmm. wrong, because he has to unlearn all those wrong things in order to relearn or learn the right things. Yes. It is a very difficult path, but we can do it because... God enables us to do it, and we can move forward. There you go. Exactly. Well, in the time we have remaining, let's just put together some key elements. We want the audience to realize that Mr. Ryan, as good as he is and as, as wonderful a teacher as he is, he's also a strict disciplinarian. He has a slogan. Of course. And I like to, I like to quote his slogan. He says, the fun is in the discipline. And the discipline is in the fun. <laughs> that has become his mantra for his current and former students and their parents. They all know about it. So, yes, he doesn't take any slack. He puts it out there. But what I that want to do true. is let let the audience know, please, by all means, if you want to find out more about the Chicago Multicultural Dance Center, go to their website. you find it at www.cmdcschool.org. Or simply Google CMDC and it'll pop up. In addition to that, I have a surprise for Mr. Brian. Wish you were here. But I went on Pinterest to see if he was there, and I don't think I found anything for him, but I went ahead and did a tribute board. Now, I'm passing it on to our audience because if you know of Mr. Brian, if you want to find out more about him, you can go to that tribute board. But more important than that is please leave a comment for Mr. Mr. Bryan. He is a pioneer. He's leading us. He's leading our children. He's taking them into off the streets into careers of their own. These young folks, I don't know when and how they decided to be a dancer, but whatever it is, they have do, they are doing it passionately. And it's a lot more than it's a lot better than handing their friends and neighbors, guns and drugs and all that other stuff that's happening on the street. So I do support what Mr. Brian is doing. I'm proud that he's a virgin island making a positive change in this world. And uh, I can do everything I can to, to help and support him. So we did a tribute it's on very important. Excuse me. It's very important that we realize that our mode of communication is the beat. Yes. What yes. beat? the drum beat, the beat that connects us with everything else because everything moves to a vibration and the vibration of universality is there in terms of our hands, our feet, our mind, our body, in terms of connectivity. Therefore, we march to the beat of a drum, however distant or near or far, but the point is we connect one to the other and each one teaches one, each one, because the first thing about learning is observation. We observe by hearing, by seeing, and even I, presently, who happens to be visually challenged, though I was not initially, and that we are working on some corrective things about that, but the point is, connectivity is important, and to bring the parent 
with the child to get back together to the village concept of yes. rearing and caring yes. and sharing and loving, then all will be one. Exactly. Well, now let me pass on to the audience some comments we got from our audience members. Very good. Uh, yes, let's hear Dr. that. Ritson, you, you, might, you might recognize his name, Terry Shimmer. She said that she remembers Homer very well because she danced together with him at Studio One as kids. She is so proud uh-huh. of what he has accomplished and what that he's an amazing guy. Fantastic. Amazing. And on and on it goes like that. On the uh, website, <clears throat> the Pinterest website, there are several comments already there. I have to search for them and see if I can find one. Well, by the way, while they're here, they did a spontaneous, I guess, a one-minute, two-minute presentation at halftime at the, what's it called? It's um, Paradise Jam at UVI. They did that on uh, Friday, Friday night or Thanksgiving night, and it was a hit. It was a hit. People love what they're doing. It's amazing. Okay. One more time. The number is 347-237-4374. If you want to get more information about Mr. Brian and his studio, go online to, well, here's the best way. Google it. Chicago Multicultural Dance Center. Or if you want to have the address itself, it's www cmdcschool.org. His phone numbers, there's all kinds of information there. And by the way, Mr. Brian is on Facebook too. You can get him on two pages on Facebook. Search his name. His name again is Homer Hans, H-A-N-S, Brian, B-R-Y-A-N-T. Search for him there. Doc, I appreciate what all you have been sharing with us today, I know you're, you're, you're a saver. You present information of value, of meat, of substance. And in the process, we all learn and benefit from this. And this is wonderful to be part of this village. And I'm glad you're my neighbor and my friend because you make it so much easier. It's for, easier for me to share the information with our audience. And, and your brother. Always remember that. <laughs> We yes, are sir. all connected. Right. I am your brother. Exactly. Humble yeah, beginnings, but similar beginnings. His yeah. name, Homer, of course, is Greek. The man who Greek, wrote yes. the Odyssey and the Iliad. His yes. middle name, Hans. We will look and we will learn that it has reminiscence of and connectivity to Denmark. Hans Denmark, Christian Andersen. Hans mm-hmm. Christian Andersen. Exactly. And then there is the island right out here called Hans Lollik. Lollick. So the the Hans Lollick will yes. be one of the islands, and that's the connectivity. And Brian, of course, as we pointed out, and as you indicated, with the T on the end, Bryant, uh, mm-hmm. not B-R-A-Y-A-N, but the T is on the end. True to task, true to the tale, tell it all, great and tall. Mm-hmm. Wow, 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 wow. One last quick question, Doc. You mentioned that uh, the former, the, the prima ballerina, Miss Maria Tall Chief, was a Chicago City Ballet. Uh-huh. Is Tall Chief, is that a Native American name? Yes, she's from the nation, I believe, of uh-huh. either the Arapaho, the yes. Iroquois, or wow. one of those from out of the greater New York area or wow. central United States. Tall Chief, yes. Amazing. Oh, wow. Well, Doc, I want to thank you ever so much as usual. You've come across with information that can't stop, <laughs> can't done, as we well, would say. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you, very thank you much. for being here with us. Oh, that's great. This is great. And, and keep folks, up your good work. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's our work. We work together on this. It's, it's a collaboration. But of course. That's why I said, yes. and my brother, you are my yes, brother. brother. It's a cooperative, <laughs> yes, <my> collaborative <laughs> effort. There you go. There you go. I'm From a precise, I am a precise user of the language. You know that. I know you are. I, that's why I always <laughs> duck my head because sometimes I say the wrong word. You catch me on it. <laughs> I'm still a student. <laughs> well, one of the comments right. Homer made yesterday as we spoke, he said, Doc, you have such memory. I said, yes, <laughs> even though I cannot see it physically, it's yes. already 
encoded on my brain. All right, Doc. Thank you so much. Okay. We're out of time. You're welcome. So long for now. Okay. Take care, everybody. And goodbye to you. Bye-bye. Now that it's all-